Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Eclipse Evolution podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Rose Johnson. I'm so grateful to connect with you today. This is a really special episode today because it's going to be a Q&A, but our questions are in this jar. So this past Friday, I had the pleasure of spending the day at Wheeler High School in Marietta, Georgia. I was there for their career fair and I got to have my own little booth and uh, be like an exhibitor with my brand Eclipse Evolution and also I got to be a panel speaker too so it was just a really special day very meaningful I'm so thankful for that opportunity and so on my booth I had this chart where I had um, if students would like to write a question to ask me to having answer it on this episode they could do so I just kind of forgot to um <laughs> to ask um, people to do that. So I only have like a handful of questions, but that's okay. And we'll make do with that. And that way I can kind of spend time on each of the questions. So we'll see what we have. Um, so we'll go ahead and get started with this question here. Do you want to come sit up here with me? My cat is trying to get my attention. Um, you can come up here. Okay. So the first question is, what frequencies mostly help you with your root chakra? And so for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with the chakras, so we have kind of these different emotional centers and energy centers of our body. And so our root chakra is kind of how the name suggests it's going to be our feet. That's where it's located. And so if you kind of think about, I mean, how roots serve a tree, it helps keep the tree grounded and stable. And so if you are maybe feeling um, like uncertainty for the future or anxiety um, or any insecurity problems, whether it's like financial or relational and just that kind of general thinking and so forth, um, you may want to spend a little time kind of tending to that root chakra. And so that's what I imagine the student is asking. We have like our root chakra, which is our feet, our sacral chakra down here. We have our solar plexus. We have our heart chakra, throat chakra, third eye, and then our crown chakra. So if you even kind of want to think about our idioms in our language that we have, like lump in our throat, broken heart, butterflies in our tummy, trust your gut, so forth. That, that kind of language is very much rooted in the chakra system. And our body and the way it carries emotion is very unique. And it's very much kind of a, which is something really to, that deserves our time and deserves our attention, kind of how those emotions are stored in our body. So, um, with this question, the frequencies, so if you think about like like radio waves, like AM radio, FM radio, so forth, that kind of frequency or like the how rapid or how um, close together, like the bumps, I don't know what they're called, honestly. I've, maybe I didn't pay attention enough in my physics class, but it's um, just kind of like the ebb and flow of the frequencies. And so the certain frequencies can really kind of um, tune, I would say, or really connect well with each of those different centers. And so if we have something that's maybe a higher frequency, it's going to really 
resonate well with our crown chakra and probably our third eye chakra. And then more on the lower frequency is going to really connect well with our root chakra. So to answer the question, there are really specific frequencies that do a lot of healing work and really help connect well and thoroughly with each of those chakras. And so you can even look up online like specific music that is in particular frequencies and the acronym for frequencies is Hertz. So it's, I want to say HZ. So if you look up um, frequencies, Hertz for your throat chakra or whatever the case may be. Um, if you're maybe feeling like you aren't having the, the easiest time expressing yourself, it could suggest that your throat chakra is needing a little, little TLC, a little attention. So you could try listening to some throat chakra specific music. And so for the root chakra, again, that's going to be helping with any feelings of uncertainty or anxiety or instability. And so your root chakra, it's actually kind of one of the easier ones to remember because it's 432 hertz. So it's kind of backwards instead of 234 in uh, like sequence, it's 432. So 432 hertz is that kind of ideal sweet spot of frequency to help nurture that root chakra. So if you have any questions about that, it can be a lot to kind of explore, um, but please let me know. I'm certified in Reiki, which is a lot of that kind of energy work with the chakras. Um, and so it's something that I, I'm really passionate about. So I'm glad um, that student asked that question. That's interesting. Um, so moving on. Whoa, let's see. So this question, um, wow, it really, really gets me. Um, so it says, have you ever felt like you weren't enough for anything or anyone? Wow. Um, well, first to whomever wrote this question, um, you know, I'm thinking about you. I, I don't remember who wrote this, but um, I didn't put a name. Um, but I can tell just from if you if someone is to ask this kind of question, I'm going to assume they're maybe wondering if they are themselves enough for other people or other things. And if they're wondering if they are enough, I'm going to guess um, that they probably feel like they aren't. And, um, and that's something I can definitely relate to, just not feeling like we're enough in this world can really stop us from doing a lot. And a lot of sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, it is full-blown um, allergy season right now. <laughs> so I'm definitely not doing well with that. Um, anyways, so yeah, struggling to know if you're enough is something that is such a human thing. It's very much rooted in our survival because, I mean, back in the day when we were living um, like way more in the simpler times, if you weren't accepted by your community, a lot of times it was a life or death situation. Um, you didn't get to reproduce. You didn't get to like eat. Sometimes you didn't get to live in the kingdom, whatever the case may be. So that struggle or that fear of not being enough isn't isn't your fault. It really is not. 
Um, it's something that we're all as humans wired with. And sometimes just depending upon our life circumstances, whether it's stuff that we've been told or stuff that we just kind of absorb or what kind of just how life teaches us about the world in some ways, it can sometimes make us question like if we are enough, especially if we're having a hard time. So I guess my advice for this student who asked me this question, just for anyone who's wondering if they're enough, is knowing that you came into this world already enough and you knew it too. And kind of what I mean by this is like, when you're a little bitty baby, when you're learning how to walk and, and everything, you're kind of moving from crawling to walking, no baby like falls down and starts to immediately beat themselves up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm such a stupid baby. I should just not walk ever to just crawl. Like I'm, I'm not good enough to do this. So that's not your default setting. Like no baby does that. It does not even cross their mind. It, they might cry a little bit, but ultimately they're going to keep waddling along and eventually learn how to walk and then run. It's kind of when we start to take on other people's insecurities or other people's fears or even just ourselves and how we perceive ourselves, maybe even the expectations we have to get things right or perfect on the first time or anything like that can sometimes breed this kind of lens of ourselves of not being enough. And this lens is almost like a filter where everything that supports that fact I say fact, everything that supports that belief more so that we aren't enough just gets to go on through and reinforce that. Whereas everything that shows us the truth that we are enough, it can't pass through that filter. So that belief is something that isn't the truth. It isn't what you're born with. It's just something that's learned over time. But the good thing is that if you've learned it, you can unlearn it. And so it's about kind of knowing that you are enough and no one gets to decide that. No person has that authority over you. The fact that you are living and breathing in this earth right now is all the evidence you need to know that you are enough and that what you want matters and how you feel matters and that you are a lovable person and that you are worthy of living your life, embracing your fullest potential. And knowing that you are enough is such a freeing power. And again, no one can tell you that you're enough and make it so because they don't have that authority over you. It is your truth that you get to live with and carry with you. It's just about picking it up and owning that truth that you are enough. And Again, like I would say, just be careful of anything that tries to convince you otherwise because it's not true. And again, that's just the fact that you're here in this world is all the evidence you need to know that you're here for a reason. You're here to make up this, this general collective that we're all a part of. And so I hope that answers your question. Um, and is helpful just knowing that you are enough. And I encourage you to write that down and 
have it in a place that you can see it and reminding yourself if you ever get frustrated or upset or discouraged, just reminding yourself that you are enough, that that little baby who didn't bag on themselves, but rather just kept going and learned how to walk and run, that's actually who you are. That's your default setting. So kind of going back to that original coding, so to speak, and seeing how that truth really transforms your life. So I hope that's helpful. And then we have one more question. How do I choose my career? Hmm. Well, I guess when it comes down to choosing your career, I don't want to, I guess, sound cliche and be like, do what you're passionate about, do what interests you. Because I mean, yeah, that's a given. And I feel like that's what everybody says. Um, but I understand there's a lot out there that can sometimes sway us, whether it's like people's approval or the finances or school or whatever the case may be, like competition in the field. It can There can be a lot of different variables that come into the fact, um, or I guess like the decision-making process of deciding what our career is gonna be. So I guess when it comes down to choosing your career, just know that you can always change your mind. <laughs> um, I think that there's this pressure, especially when we're like, gosh, I remember being in, it had to be kindergarten, where it was like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And it's like, how am I supposed to know I am five years old? Like, I mean, it was cute, it was fun, but that's, I think, a question that we're asked all the time is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then here I am, 25 years old, technically a grown up, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm just still figuring this out. And so, and I, and I work with people who like as clients who are in their forties, fifties, older even, and they're still just kind of figuring things out. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have worked with people from such different spectrums of life because it's really shown me that like no one has it all figured out. No one. And I think when you release yourself from that expectation of like you have to have it all figured out and you have to know which steps to take and you have it was such constraint on those plans and pressures on those plans and it just doesn't allow for like the organic to happen or let's say you have this really detailed five-year plan and then something doesn't go according to that plan, you know, just life happens, it can sometimes make us feel like failures because we didn't follow that timeline. And, and as a life coach, like, I really do appreciate a good goal and a good timeline. Um, don't get me wrong, it's really important. At the same time, something as, as broad as, like, a career, I think there's just especially with our world and how much is, how much is changing you could maybe start out right now saying I want to be a doctor and then maybe 10 years down the road when you're done with school the medical field looks really different just because our world has changed and it may not be what you want to do anymore and that's okay um so I guess with that when it comes down to choosing your career I want to take it a step back and kind of look at what that um decision-making process looks like in and of itself because whether it's choosing a career or choosing a life partner or choosing whatever it is like who you hang out with it's so very much kind of boiling down to our values 
and when we know what our values are, it makes any decision that we make that much easier because we know it's a decision that we can really feel good about because it aligns with what we care about and our integrity as a person. But also it can help you say no to the things that maybe present themselves as one way, but when you really feel in your heart of hearts that it's not aligning with your values, it can really make it easier to say no to opportunities that aren't like the best ones for you. Because there's that's going to happen from time to time. Not everything is like meant for you and that's okay. Or it can also sometimes seem like it's all perfect. And then kind of as time goes on, you're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't sign up for that because they just got exposed for illegal stuff or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm saying that out of experience. So, um, but yeah, so I think really when it comes into choosing your career or anything for that matter, like really knowing what your values are. And when I say your values, like what are the, the things that really matter to you? And when we really know what that is, we can kind of use that as a filter to making those decisions. So kind of what I said a second ago with this, that kind of core belief of not being enough and how stuff can kind of flow through or not flow through that belief. The same goes for those positive core beliefs or our values. So knowing that you are enough, those kind of insults you might receive from people, they're not gonna make it through that filter because you know that you're enough. Same thing with those values. If you really value, like for example, my values are honesty, compassion, and acceptance. And I like to make that very clear in my sessions with clients because that's how I operate as a life coach. That's how I operate in my life in general is I always want to strive to be honest, whether people like it or not. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth because um, it's. I just don't think that there's any it benefits only me if I'm dishonest and that's selfish and it's not, it can sometimes feel like the easier thing to be dishonest, but it's really not because like you're selling yourself short and actually doing the other person a disservice and disrespecting them. So for me, honesty is, is more about like respect in a way. And then acceptance is not resisting what is not resisting who someone is not resisting what the circumstances because when we resist things we a lot of times keep ourselves from having connections with people from embracing the present moment in a lot of ways and so i just want to accept whoever comes through my door whoever i log on and see whatever the case may be just accepting them from where they're at and not trying to change them or not trying to like push them into being something else or being more like me. That's not my place. Um, so acceptance is really important. And then compassion is really important. Being able to do my work with heart is just so important for me because otherwise I have like no motivation to do it <laughs> because if it feels just really transactional or if it feels like evil or just negative, I just... Mm. I can't, <laughs> I cannot. Um, so kind of getting curious about what your values are. So when it comes down to making a career decision or whether just starting more like with internship or even just like a job, like maybe it's not like your full blown career, but just kind of building your path, having those values really as the core of those decisions along your path, make that path so much more yours 
and something that, again, you feel good about at the end of the day. Because I, I know for myself, if if I have a session with a client and I know I was honest and compassionate and accepting in there, I'm going to feel good about how I showed up in that session. And so same thing with, with your career. If it's, let's say you really value, um, I'm drawing a blank on some other stuff, but I guess let's say honesty, let's just use one of mine. Um, maybe there's certain fields that you would not want to go into, or maybe certain opportunities that come your way in a field that if it feels like dishonesty is happening within that company or within that field itself, it's, you're not going to feel good doing that work. I don't care how much money you make. You're going to need that money to dull that feeling of being dishonest and doing something that's against your values. And that is not sustainable, believe me. So um, so, I mean, these were all fantastic questions, and I really appreciate each person who submitted these questions. And if in watching this, you have a question of your own, please feel free to message me or reach out to me through my website. I definitely want to do more of these Q&A questions or uh, episodes just because they're fun, and I love connecting with people. So, and again, I just really appreciate, like, how different each question was, and I just really hope it was helpful for you to whomever asked these questions and is tuning in, or just in general to our, our community that we're building together. If you're tuning in today, watching this or listening to this, I hope that those are some insights that were beneficial for you too. So until next time, all the best to you. Please take care of yourself and I will see you again soon. Take care.